Gumbo listeners, we are back with episode number 120. I'm your host, Demetrius Malbro, and I have Slomi Levine, co-founder and CTO of Perception Point On. And Slomi has over 15 years of experience in cybersecurity roles, which span the military, academic, and enterprise worlds. Now, in this episode, he discusses how you can safeguard your organization from cyber attacks like phishing and spoofing and also provides some details around how attackers try to leverage the Salesforce mass email service to carry out an attack. So let's get right into this episode. Welcome to Data Protection Gumbo, Shlomi. How are you today? I'm doing great, Demetrius. Thank you for having me here. All right, so you are back by popular demand. I wanted to bring you on just so we could once again have a conversation about security and also how Gumbo listeners can continue to keep their environment safe and also help help them understand some of the things that they can do uh, just to kind of tighten the perimeter around their environment. So. Why don't you start off a little bit by, I guess, telling everyone uh, maybe a brief uh, rundown of what Perception Point is and does. Perception Point is a channel security cyber company, which means we observe any data that comes in through channels in the enterprise, being email, collaboration platforms such as Dropbox, Box, OneDrive, SharePoint, that kind of stuff, um, or Salesforce apps. <laughs> in this example, and we observe the content. So in every, obviously every channel has its own kind of uh, intrinsics and then special um, treatment that it needs for the context, for the security context that can occur in it. Uh, and then we, we, we make sure that any content that can harm the enterprise, uh, be it um, installation of malware, uh, credential um, theft, uh, identity theft, um, anything uh, that has to do with computer security, we filter and block and, and intercept and don't let it come into the organization, therefore putting us in a prevention um, attitude, even though we also have modes in where if we detect other thing, um, things that, let's say they do bypass us because no one's perfect, we go into a more detection mode as well and then retrieve and kind of uh, may, uh, contain the situation and, and remediate uh, the content. Okay, great, yeah. great. So but let's set the stage with some attack vector terminology before we dive into some of the heavier stuff. So terminology like phishing and spear phishing and also whaling. I've never heard of whaling before. And I guess this is a digital way of um, capturing something huge before it actually breaches the entire environment. Why don't, why don't you give us some details about those? Yeah. I love those terminologies. So, I mean, when we look at the whole, uh, the enterprise and the way it can be attacked, so we break it into like three, the files that can come in, the URLs that can come in, or the actual mail envelopes that can come in, and each can be uh, malicious in its own way. So talking about the links and the, and the emails. Inside links, the main attack uh, type that we see is what we call phishing, okay, or credential phishing specifically. And then the question is, um, what kind of type of attack it is? Okay, so if uh, the attackers are going to go through a method in where they um, go and they acquire databases of emails, and the, um, we can actually talk about that. That's very interesting, and where they get these mails from, who's doing it, and what. But let's just uh, let's 
uh, set the terminology first. So they call like um, spray and pray kind of credential phishing. So that's just emailing tons of like a, a fake login page to um, Office 365 or your Gmail, something very generic and and they're probably a service that a lot of people use. Therefore, the, t um, it, the attack, the, the fish might succeed. Uh, so that what we call that's what we call like credential phishing, just generic, right? And then you have spear phishing. Spear phishing means that the the attackers, um, or automatically or manually, gathered intelligence on their target ahead of time. So um, bring into the other analogy. Let's say they have a list of uh, emails uh, that they want to attack. They, before they email the actual attack, they have a let's say uh, automation bot that goes on your LinkedIn. It sees where your latest posts are, and maybe it will take some keywords out of your post and then tailor a message to you, saying like, "Hey, Demetrius, uh, wow, um, you know, uh, we see that you have this podcast. Um, I think you need to reset your your pos your password for the platform that you recorded on. Here's the link. Okay, no, but that would have to be a that would have to be really tailored for the platform that you're recording on. So they'll have to do something more. Uh, yeah." But uh, you got what you got. What I'm saying. So maybe a little bit of an automation, and then it's a bit more tailored with context towards the attacker. So that was called spear phishing. And then you have highly, highly um, spear phishes. The same concept, in though, but it's not on the automation. It's just the attacker wants to get into a certain enterprise, a certain company. So he reads up, he sees, gathers information about who's working there and what, and then he wants to, and then he'll email something that very that you'll probably fall for. Again, with more context, that's that's just the idea. So spear phishing is giving more context for the for the attack. And then we have whale whaling, which uh, somehow I actually don't know the origin of uh, where that came up on the internet. But the idea is, it's a big fish, right? A whale is a really big fish. So the idea is uh, the sea levels in the enterprises. So what what is the um, ramifications of gaining the credentials of the CEO of a company? Okay, so I guess that's why they call it whaling because the attackers could then use that as a staging platform to launch more advanced attacks, such as uh, they uh, account takeover. So they'll take over the CEO's account and then BEC, right? So then a business email compromise where they'll email the CFO in the name of the CEO, hey, uh, please transfer uh, transfer X a thousand million trillion dollars to uh this account and then because it's the ceo so no one's done and so that that's the importance of a of it being big so whale ah okay got it got it i'm, I'm glad you you cleared that up a little bit uh just more basics around i guess why phishing attacks are, are so effective because more and more people fall to phishing attacks than you can even imagine, right? And they are very effective and it seems that we we simply can't stop opening emails and, and clicking links without thinking something is fishy, <laughs> get it? And not even clicking on the link to say, hold on, where, where is this email coming from? And is this person supposed to send me or am I expecting this package? Or, you know, I don't even answer my cell phone anymore. If you're not in my in my calendar, I mean, not in my calendar, but my contacts. It's just a random number. Dupe, no, I'm not answering unless I'm expecting a phone call because I have at least four or five random numbers calling me a day because I guess these large data breaches that happen, people get get your, your phone number and they just start calling. So wh why do you think it's so uh, phishing is so effective today? 
So first, slow me. Yeah. So first of all, uh, it's exactly in, based on the same idea that you were saying now that um, you like anyone can just call you. Okay. So you can. So the first interaction with uh, the target in in our case. Um, it's just doable in the sense you can reach out via email and talk to the person. So it actually works. So get, just having the foothold uh, gives you a much um, more chance of it succeeding. Now, looking at the economics of cyber attacks, once upon a time, um, you know, f sending a file that contains a zero day or preparing attacks um, with files and, and that kind of stuff is more costly for attackers or at least for the research part of, part of it, you know, finding vulnerabilities and that kind of stuff or techniques to attack, um, novel techniques to attack are more expensive from an R&D perspective. You know, also the bad guys have R&D expenses, funny enough. <laughs> yeah, their budgets and everything. Um, so, so, yeah, so that's more expensive. So when you look at the economics of it, the phishing links are, uh, are cheaper and uh, therefore more successful. And actually, even BC is even cheaper than that because um, all you have to do is write text. So I guess they, it, you have a kind of like a funnel of it So um, from a, in, in, an, in an economic point of view. So again, it's, you need, I mean, obviously, as a, if you're an attacker, you need to try all different methods. Now, the attackers, so when you get a file, you actually have to, download it and then open it or or actually you, you but you do have to click on it same as links by the way you do actually have to click on a link um so but maybe i think we're we are more inclined to click on links i mean that would be fascinating to find a research that uh, there probably is a research out there somewhere saying oh yeah you know you just like clicking on those links um it sounds funny but um there are actually real world things in where we receive notifications saying to us, hey, um, your Gmail account is, uh, the password hasn't been changed in eight months, please change it. So it's a legitimate thing. So so they're, they are following a pattern that us as users are, that we're used to doing that pattern. Now, uh, um, looking at who's talking to you, right? So when you, um, in your analogy, when you had a cell phone, someone called you on your phone, you have the actual number that's the first thing your eyes see, right? You look and you see, I have a call so that your sound, your ears are hearing the sound and then your eyes are telling you who it is. Now in emails, depends on what client you're using. So assuming you're using your cell phone, there's some kind of problem that um, actually that we, uh, it's been talked to um, with Gmail and um, the Gmail app or email apps in general. And also when you surf on the web, you don't always see the actual site nor do you see the sender's domain. So they only want to show you, you know, the, our mobile screens have a small uh, place on them, not a lot of uh, surface. So they want to be shortened to spot. So if the person said his name is a DHL uh, mailing service, he probably is DHL mailing service, right? Even though the, the domain is um, AAA at uh, fake site.com, you you won't be seeing it actual just like you see in the when the, the caller identity which is very it's it stands out to you so in emails on mobile phones you don't actually see that so that's already putting the attackers in an advantage and and this has you have to pay attention to that um, same as um, when you surf on your mobile phone now on the in the browsers it's a bit easier to detect that that's just my personal uh, opinion but. Because you do actually, the clients try to show you as well. They show you the name and then they also show you the email. And then you can actually maybe identify that it's not 
um, whoever's saying it is. Assuming it's not a, 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 a account takeover, okay? So let's talk about, the, we're talking about phishing here. Um, account takeovers are with someone's inside. Yeah, yeah and and you, you know what? That, that's a lot of details on phishing, and, and I am sure <laughs> that you could probably go on and on and on about phishing. And, you know, I'm sure you're the expert on, on how it happens, and maybe some of the psychology about it is, is also interesting as well. Okay. But let's get a little more specific and talk about what happened with the phishing attack where attackers actually leverage the Salesforce platform to carry out an attack. What can you tell me about that? So we came uh, one day to the office, uh, everyone's happy, and then we saw a um, cyber uh, uh, event, which our system um, prompts to us. We have um, a team that Basically, we extend our service that we have a team of analysts constantly monitoring um, all the events that the system comes in order to see these kind of things. So it's basically what we call like a managed incident response service to our customers. It's something that comes out of the box. Um, we, it's a value that we believe in um, as Perception Point. Um, and they picked up on this um, uh, fake, I mean, uh, like a, an event that said that the emails were targeting or they were trying to look like the Israeli post service. Ah, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like we spoke about UPS, so we also have a local Israeli one. Um, and it's got the, we have a symbol of, uh, of a deer. That's a, that's the, mm-hmm. the national, uh, animal or for the post okay. that, um, and it all looked very well. Like the, the the attackers knew exactly what they were doing. They tailored the email to look to the to the name of the recipient. Yeah. So it said, "Dear uh, John, um, you have a package waiting for you, and here's the link to look at the status of the package or where you have to pick it up." Mm-hmm. Now, this is a it's more of a spray and pray um, with a bit of context because they knew who they were targeting to, targeting to. Um, but the spray and pay, when is it dangerous for you when you're actually anticipating a package Yeah, and then you're, and then you're going to probably click on that link and then they kind of say like, you know, they, the little lure. So that's like the lure, click on the link and it's like, Oh, uh, just give us this details and then you can get your package. Right. And then you'll put in your credentials and bam. Mm. Um, so what was interesting about this is that when we looked at the, um, uh, so part of our analysis, let me give a bit of a uh, background, is that sure. we, we look at what we call the SMTP hygiene. Okay, so we want to know that um, the IPs that the mail envelope is sent from is legitimate or has reputation or how many malicious, has it sent malicious content in the, in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, all kinds of things is the domain that it's, that it's written in the recipient, sorry, in the sender. Or the um, there's something else that we call um, return path. It's also inside the headers. So where you're going to return to, right? When you click the reply button, mm-hmm. is that domain a legitimate one? Uh, when when did someone sign it up? There's all kinds of questions that you can ask in order to to get a little breadcrumbs in order to understand the the essence. And we saw that um, in this instance, it was from um, Salesforce IP. Wow! Legitimate. It's a good. It's a. It's a good IP. It's a good it's a IP. IP. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good IP. Um, Scary. It's a good IP. So, um, <laughs> so we said, okay, what's going on here? So we started um, digging through the down the rabbit hole, and uh, we discovered that the attackers were using a service, a paid service from Salesforce called um, 
email uh, mass mass emails uh, sending something okay. like that. Yeah. Right. Where they can mass email um, a campaign, which makes sense, right? So you have a product now, or you want to email all your clients in your uh, Salesforce uh, CRM, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to mm-hmm. let your customers know that you have a new feature in the product, or you want to try and upsell something. Yeah. So it's comfortable to send to all your client or your prospects or your leads. You want to send them an email. So what the attackers do is they do the same thing. They have a product. The product is called "Come Get Your Package from the from the Post Office," and they put all the yeah. emails in on in the in their CRM, which is the is the victims basically. Mm-hmm. And then they click. Now the the it's beautiful because the Salesforce system gives you the opportunity to customize it to your victims. Why not? You know, so because obviously you want to say. Hi, it's it's nice. I I'm more likely to open an email where it says hi, Shlomi. You know, yeah, it's more right. personalized, mm-hmm. so you feel warm and 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 oh wow, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so so they did. They had that as well. So now we are. So look. So we have a, a tailored email. We have a legitimate IP sending it, and a nice comfortable service for the attackers. Mm. Um, so so that 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 happened. Wow. <laughs> Um, that it yeah. seems it seems like they went through a lot of reconnaissance and pre work in order to to get this set up in order to make it seem that it was legitimate. Also, now I, I know there is a difference between spoofing and phishing. Can can you explain that to mm-hmm. our gumbo listeners? The difference between the two. Yeah. So to spoof means. Um, to try and impersonate in, in usually in, um, in the SMTP header, so in a protocol itself. So you want to so look like someone else. Um, this is it's, it's basically what I said before, the SMTP hygiene stuff. So the, so the spoofing, um, or, but you can, also, you can also spoof a MAC address on a computer, which means you change your MAC address to be identical to another one that's on the same network. Because you're on the same land, so you guys have the same network. So then, um, then that kind of creates collisions, and uh, it might be a problem. But it means changing um, who you say you are in order to gain some kind of uh, leverage in in computers, uh, in security. So that's spoofing. And then phishing again. It's it's it is phishing is trying to impersonate someone, but you're not actually. Um, using their digital identity. Okay, so I don't own Microsoft.com domain, so that I can put I can put something else, um, but it's not the actual same thing, as opposed to. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so that would be the difference between the two. There's also something as well. I saw whitelisting. Oh yeah. So I was I was going to get to that. Something. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. That I think that's how they were able to get inside of a company's environment because that IP address was whitelisted or something? Exactly. Thanks, Demetrius. So um, it's exactly the, the next point here. So oh, okay. what's, the beauty, the, what's the beauty thing about the Salesforce attack? The beautiful thing is that in the mass um, email service of Salesforce, they ask you to whitelist their IPs. It makes sense because they're sending a lot, a lot of da- data um, from one entity, from the IP, the email servers of um, Salesforce email servers are bombarding, if you want to say, the internet with a lot of content. And today in the cybersecurity world, spammers follow the same patterns. Spammers also bombard the internet with a lot of traffic. So in order to 
um, not fall in the nets of the cybersecurity companies, Salesforce requests ahead of time, please whitelist our IP. And this has exactly served the, the attackers. It served them beautifully because any victim that they sent to and that worked with, with Salesforce or, um, or anything like that, they, they would have had the whitelist in their, in their email security products. Which means that um, the the vendor w wouldn't then analyze that that information. We take an a different approach at Perception Point. We, uh, if you want to call that zero trust content, I think we've <laughs> even said this yeah. before. I guess we we don't trust right. anything. We check it, uh, even though it's whitelisted. Okay, well, fine. We're going to check the the link inside and see that. Um, first of all, the SMTP hygiene. If it's correct, is it correct or not? Right. Um, in this, and then if the link itself, uh, I mean, in this case, so the SMTP hygiene is legitimate. No, it isn't actually. Sorry, no, it isn't. It isn't. Why not? Okay. In this case, just thought about it. The display name is is um, is it's spoofed. They're spoofing the the, the Israeli uh, post service. Mm -hmm. The link itself is a phishing link. Okay. All right. Okay. And the infrastructure, the SMTP, like the infrastructure of the email, is 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 completely legitimate. Okay. And that's the beauty and the abuse. The 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 perfection of the attack is that the attackers found a third party vendor or third party service mm -hmm. that provides them a platform to mass mail the internet. Which that's that's the like the crux of the issue here, which is beautiful in some kind of right. twisted way. <laughs> so they they have to find maybe a smaller company that doesn't have great security or, or maybe it could be a friend who knows a friend who actually connected them with that service. I, I don't know how it worked like the digital mafia or something, you know? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. That's, that's actually fascinating. The digital mafia, we used to call them um, RBN was, uh, was back in 15 years ago. That's what the, uh, mm. that's what a name which was discussed. Uh, Russian okay. business network. Oh, all right, all right. I don't, I, I don't want to get us both uh, in, in yeah, trouble here. Um, yeah. Talking about that that key word. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, oh, it's old. Um, I don't think it exists anymore. It's, so yeah. also let's 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 lighten the load a little bit and, and talk about maybe some of the recommendations and best practices that Gumbo listeners can probably use to tighten their security. Yep. Especially when it comes to these sort of things like phishing and spoofing and you know, all of these other terms that, that the bad guys are using to, to kind of infiltrate your systems. Gladly. So I would first of all say um, what we call, again, SFTP hygiene. Uh, you need to configure your SPF um, of your MX record, which means anyone who can send emails in your name. So, right, so MX record is, let's say if my domain is um, uh, tree.com, so I put the IPs of my SMTP servers that they're the only ones who certify to send uh, emails in the name of tree.com. Why is this important? Because we see a lot of times in the phishing attacks that an, an organization will be the, the, the domain that will be spoofed is, the, is their own domain because they trust it the most. That's the beauty of it, mm. by the way. So, so they will right. always usually attack you. Yeah. As, uh, um, similarly, the phishing pages will be the the company's proprietary login pages that are tailored to themselves because the employees wouldn't anticipate an attacker sending them uh, a phishing site to their own login page. 
Okay. So that's it's a beautiful thing that we see on and on every organization. Most the most attacked phishing page for organization is a login page that looks like the organization's login page if they have one, obviously. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 And then obviously uh, the statistics also say like the most top vendors. So Microsoft would be number one. Uh, Gmail uh, would be the second page. I think Salesforce, mm-hmm. uh, um, other login pages, and, and etc. Um, so, okay. so, so you, we want to get your, first of all, that no one can impersonate you. Um, so that's setting up SPF. Very, very important. There's actually been a nice, uh, on medium, uh, someone wrote an article about, he like scanned the internet for the SPF records and he discovered ho- horrific, uh, details. Mm. So, um, yeah, yeah, so it's, so people and need to does, be really, uh, what does SPF stand for? Sender policy framework. So. It dictates a policy for any um, receiving uh, email server to w- what to do with the information. Um, let, so he, it's basically saying when you send an, uh, if I my mail server sends your email server an email, your email server will check. Okay, this is the domain, shlomi.com. Shlomi.com said that IP one point one point one can send me emails. What's the IP that was I received now from? Oh, it's one from one point one. That's fine. I can let this email in. If it's now the um, SPF also says what what you should do in case it's a mismatch, and what you need to do is set it to reject so that the email doesn't even enter your organization. Um, and then if two point two point two send a uh, a message, then it would be rejected. And then the spoofing attack was just be throttled at the perimeter. Won't even enter the organization. Then we have. We've seen uh, there are there isn't any um, in the protocol there isn't any enforcements. Uh, some people were some companies were trying to build an alliance to push it forward, but it hasn't really it hasn't really been um, implemented yet and accepted in the wild, like in the industry. Okay. Yeah. So the attack. So basically, email today has a lot of problems. So you need a vendor that uh, does email security and validates uh, SMTP hygiene or BEC. Um, that's on the envelope kind of thing, and then inside the content, the the the, the text, the links, and the files as well. And every every company has a different speciality. We actually do all three of them. Okay. Um, and you need to be identifying spoofing attacks, right? So if it's not who it says he is, right? Um, phishing links. Okay. So those for the links, and then the files themselves. Um, I, I guess one one final question is. Um... I know there is a a hot market behind the scenes around just ransomware kits and phishing kits. I mean, it's it's a a huge market, and I think I even read somewhere that they even have a call center set up that the bad guys can call and get help desk services if they're using a phishing kit or a ransomware kit, and there's an error message as they're trying to to hack somebody. It's not working. They can call the hacking hot desk, I mean, help desk <laughs> and get, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. It's like what, yeah. what, what is it with that? And is that a real thing? Yes. Do you know any, any details yeah. about how that works and, and why? Of course. So, um, RAS ransomware as a service. So today, so right. We spoke about, um, you know, also the attackers have R and D before. So, the attackers also have, um, there's companies as well. There's a whole ecosystem. So you have, um, there's fascinating forums um, uh, that you can get it like under your know, underground forums that you can enter. And, like dark uh, net stuff, yeah, the dark, yeah. dark web. Dark web, exactly. Um, but I'm sure also them just based on a knowledge, like you need to know people to get into them. Okay. And the idea is that you have people there that they 
all they do, they do not attack. Okay, uh, um, they write ransomware. Okay, so this guy, mm -hmm. um, you know, Adam Smith concept, uh, capitalism 101. This guy is a professional at writing ransomware. Hmm. Okay, this okay. is all his job is. Yeah. Then we have other guys, another team or another company, or they offer services one to each other, one to another, where um, they are in charge of um, accumulating email lists, you know, targets. Where are we going to be sending these things? So yeah. the guys that crawl the web, they do breaches. When you hear about data breaches, maybe these are these guys that are paying another group that's already living inside a data warehouse or some kind of information to extract and they buy the list. Oh now they sell the lists. They sell the list to the email guys. The email guys are the professionals of all the SMTP world. So they have, you know, SMTP servers and they have bots that can send emails and they have um, wow. just infrastructure for mass mailing servers. And these guys were probably the ones that found and exploited mm -hmm. Salesforce uh, mass email service. So maybe that's there. Now, then you have a third, then you have a, an operator. Now, an okay. operator is a guy who comes who he acquires the ransomware from this guy or a group. Mm -hmm. He buys um, the email list from these people and he, he buys the email servicing sending thing from these guys. Mm -hmm. And then, and then it just, it runs. He doesn't have to, like, he doesn't have to do anything. And then the, the it's, by the way, it's, it's usually not ransomware straight ahead. They first, they send a, a initial bot, uh, Tesla bot, uh, Formbook, which is formerly known as or TrickBot or Emotet. Mm -hmm. There's a whole bunch of these um, these names, which is basically groups, you know, different startups in the bad guy ecosystem. Okay. Um, that try to market their they market their Trojan horse or remote uh, they call them rats um, remote administration tool, and then what they <laughs> mm -hmm. do is. So you have also guys that they install rats and then they sell the rat access to the oper another new operator who wants to convert the rat to a ransomware. And so rats rats are the one rats are the one that actually tails on the infrastructure like it Oh uh, yeah. snitches on the he's infrastructure. A, he, he <laughs> well he's the one living inside and then he's ga he's gaining living inside the, uh, gaining the initial footprint mm. what we call the initial access. And then the um, Wow, what a great name. And, yeah, exactly. I agree. <laughs> and then you have, um, so the operators, it's fascinating. There are some groups, there's a famous group called Ryuk, uh, really impressive. And uh, I've spoken to friends from Incident Response um, uh, who did Incident Response. And you can really see how, um, let's say, there was, they had like, you know, sometimes you have new employees in a company and the new employees are like, uh, they're a bit um, novice, so right. you can see a guy, he, he got access to a rat, and he didn't really manage to find the crown jewels in the organization, so he was like working, working, he didn't manage. He, he tried at it for three days, and then you see in the logs, bam, a professional came in, like he brought in the, the senior in the group, and then he, you know, he hacked, he got into the Active Directory, from there he jumped into the crown jewels, then he installed the ransomware, which they bought from the other guy. Now, if they had a problem, if the ransomware wasn't working, they'll call the ransomware help desk, right? Oh, um, please, uh, sir, yeah. uh, my ransomware isn't crypt isn't isn't encrypting my uh, victims' files fast enough. Uh, can you please help me with uh, X Y Z? Yeah, man. Well, you you know what? It's uh, the, it's amazing to just sit back and, and listen to these stories, Slomi, and it's it's kind of scary to to hear about this, but. I am just uh, ecstatic that we can have conversations with with guys like you that are that are trying to help protect everyone, and you're, you know, creating products and, and running a company that 
that actually helps assist with minimizing some of these things actually happening and educating uh, users. So uh, before we close out, is there any social media uh, handles that, that you would like to share with the Gumbo listeners in case they would like to maybe reach out to get more details? Yeah, I'm happy to. First of all, there's my personal one, but we also have a uh, Perception Point Twitter account, which we're now always constantly tweeting about these uh, active campaigns that we see. Okay. So if you're a sys administrator and you want to block these kind of things at your perimeter ahead of time, just go on our Twitter. Uh, we write the IOC, some of the ICs there of like selected stuff. Uh, and feel free to email me as well if you want to collaborate on uh, research of and something interesting that you found. Uh, Shlomi at perception-point.io. Definitely, definitely. Thank, thanks for coming on Data Protection Gumbo again. And wow, I, I don't think we, we went this deep during our last uh, conversation. So thank you again for providing this information. And uh, maybe we'll get you on a third time. The third time is a charm. So... Yeah, always a Be charm. Yeah, thank you. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, always a pleasure. Thank you, Demetrius. I really had a good time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Data Protection Gumbo. Please follow us on Twitter at DPG Podcast and join our Backup and Recovery Professionals LinkedIn group. Just search Backup and Recovery Professionals on LinkedIn and you will find the group. And until next time, Gumbo listeners, have a fantastic week.